this is the Mandy Mae Johnson podcast. I'm your host, Mandy. I live by my faith, love my husband and kiddos, will do anything for tacos, and believe community is life-changing. I married my husband in 2017, and we do Life Blended with four kiddos. Mine, his, and two ours. I'm not a professional or an expert, but I do have an experience. And as I share, I pray you will be able to connect with others, obtain new tools and resources, as well as resonate with the stories shared by others as you listen. Let's get started. Right now, I'm going to share a little bit about my healing journey before I met my husband. I shared in my first episode that bringing baggage into a marriage and having even more baggage after my divorce. I also had to experience the dating scene and what society says about dating to take a big look in the mirror at how I got to where I was and where I wanted to go and who I wanted to be. As an entrepreneur and a small business owner, I was always looking at ways that I could be better, that I could improve and dissecting the areas in my life where I could grow and truly learn. As I did this, I can't remember where I was, but I read, but I read that if you date too soon and you are hurting, you could drag your new relationship or your future spouse through the mud for up to seven years if you are unable to deal with your resolved hurts. And as someone who strongly believes in early childhood education and child development, I read that and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Why? Because I knew I was messed up. I knew I had things to work through. I knew that my divorce wasn't just one-sided or one person's fault. I knew and I was ready to take ownership. I did. And I knew that moving forward, I would never want to drag someone through the mud for seven years. And even if I did, I definitely did not want to drag my daughter through that. She had already been through enough. I wish I could say that reading that statement made me jump in headfirst and do something about it. But lots of times I learned the hard way. So I started working on myself, but I didn't really start doing the real work. I started reading books. I started talking to friends. Thankfully, because of an experience at my church, I really connected with somebody who was able to walk alongside me. She gave me tools, resources, and the best part, accountability. She shared a book with me that really gave me a closer look at God's expectations of relationships and marriage. Not going to lie, as I read the book, it really made me uncomfortable, but it really made me grow. When you look at our society right now and what they say about dating, it doesn't really align with the Bible. And as someone who didn't grow up as a believer and see that example, it was even more weird. At the same time, I craved that and was ready for it. I was done living my toxic habits. I was done living these unhealthy cycles that just left me feeling ugly and terrible. Not ugly like in the physical sense, but ugly in my heart. I was done. I was over it. I wanted something new. But like I said, our society doesn't really say that. They're like, here, sign up for this app, create a profile, look at people's pictures, swipe left, swipe right. That's not really something that I wanted to do. I wish I could say that I never did it, But you know what? It's really hard being single. It's really hard being a single parent. And that wasn't the hardest part. It was just hard being broken and destructive. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting it to work. I met a lot of terrible guys. And I spent time in a lot of terrible relationships. There were some relationships where I was probably the terrible person because of my brokenness. And that's where a ministry comes in that has impacted me, my life, and my relationships in more ways than I could explain in these short 15, 20 minutes. The ministry I'm talking about is called CR. CR is short for Celebrate Recovery. 
When I first heard about it, I was actually attending a church with my ex-husband. I immediately turned to him and was like, you should go to that. You need this. Pointing the finger. Pretty sure God looked down at me and laughed and said, no, sister, it's for you. And you know what? Max hasn't went. He tried it out. He said it was great, but that like he wasn't into it. And that's okay. A year later, I was attending a different church and they mentioned it. I said, that's not for me. Not only that, I kept living my life, living the habits that got me to where I was, carrying the toxic behaviors and traits, wanting to be better, but not doing the work, asking myself, I don't understand. I don't, I'm a good person. Why isn't this working? I'm trying to be better. Then someone heard about what I was going through and suggested CR. I'm pretty sure I laughed and said, no, I don't need to go that. I'll just keep doing these other things, going to church, reading my Bible, journaling, talking to friends. But remember about that definition of insanity that I shared? It's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting it to work. Deep down, when I heard about CR, I really just felt like God couldn't help me, that I was too far gone, too broken. There's no way he could help me. So about after six months that it was suggested to me, I reached a point where I was like, gosh, this is not working. I need to do something, please. And so I went to CR for the first time. I went with a friend and I pretty much cried the whole time. Fast forward six months after that, I was serving at CR. I would walk in, I would say, Hi, I am a grateful daughter of a king. I came to CR for divorce hurts, a struggle with an eating disorder, shame, and self-worth. My name is Mandy. And introducing myself like this became normal, even kind of comforting. I did it about two to four times a week for almost two years. And even now when I hear someone say, hey, my name is, I sometimes respond with, I'm so thankful that you're here. I don't know if I shared this before, but CR stands for Celebrate Recovery. I know what you're thinking. Oh my gosh. Mandy attended a recovery program. Oh my gosh. And you know what? I did. And I don't really care if you judge me. To be honest, lots of people need it. Almost everybody. In fact, I can't think of a single person who really wouldn't benefit from it. It's an outreach ministry for people with hurts, habits, and hangups, which means pretty much everyone. If you're thinking it's a joke and not for you, well, I've been there. Totally been there. The first time it was brought up to me, I pointed the finger and suggested it to somebody else. The second time it was brought up to me, I said, nah, don't need it. The third time, I think I was hurting so much because of things that I had been doing to myself and my relationships that I was finally open to being like, all right, I don't think this will work, but I'm ready to try it. So if you think you got your ish together and don't need something like this, I'm telling you, been there. If you're thinking you're too far gone for God to heal you, You guessed it, I was there too. CR not only changed my life, but it changed my relationships and helped guide me to set the foundation for my future family that I had no idea God planned for me. My CR started with a dinner. It was funded through donations, but to be honest, sometimes I think that is what got my foot through the door, a hot meal. After dinner, I would drop my daughter off at childcare and head to large group that began with worship and prayer. Large group included a teaching or a testimony. Teaching went over one of the 12 steps of recovery or one of the CR principles. The other nights were testimony night and people, couples, or even groups shared pieces of their journey. We would end large group with the serenity prayer, then head to small groups. Small groups were separated by different types of hurts, habits, or hangups. And after small groups, we would pray and part ways. Most of the time during small group, at first, I would sit there and just shake my head. I wouldn't say anything. I didn't really care, and that was pride, and that was me. 
saying, no, God, no, God, you can't do that. You can't do that for me. I'm too broken. Another aspect of CR is this 12-step program. I've completed this program, nine months of commitment. Each week, I would meet with my step-study sisters for two hours. Each week, I would also attend CR, meet up with my sisters, or meet with my sponsor. Almost four years ago, I completed my 12-step program, and I gave my mini testimony. I'll share that now. I am a grateful daughter of a king. I came to CR for divorce hurts. I struggle with an eating disorder, shame, and self-worth. My name is Mandy. I came to CR kicking and screaming. Well, on the inside. On the outside, I kept the perfect smile with a gift of desperation to please others while striving for perfection and acceptance. I sat where you are sitting for three months, tears pouring down my cheeks while I shook my head. I heard the hope in the testimonies. I saw the life change, gratitude, and joy. I kept hearing, keep coming back. Don't quit before the miracle happens. I'd roll my eyes. It would take more than a miracle for me. Why would God even waste his time? I was in a constant fight with myself. I sat in small groups with my arms crossed. When it was my turn, I politely said pass or would say something close to, "Mm, this is weird. I hate this. This whole thing is whack. But you know what? I heard her testimony and there was more similarities than differences. I felt the healing as she shared her brokenness and what led her to CR. I wanted to run and hide. I felt exposed, raw, and torn open as if she was sharing parts of my journey. That was when Step Sundays opened. I missed signing up twice because they filled so fast. But as they say, God's timing is perfect and the third Step Sunday was a charm. I cried the entire time as I shared my answers through the first four steps. When it came time to share our inventory, it revealed things I never thought of or even processed. The accountability from my stepsisters, the consistency of the homework, and with incredible love shown through my sponsor, I had new tools that would set me up for success to create new coping mechanisms and habits as I began to truly accept love, grace, and forgiveness from my Heavenly Father. I doubted my self-worth pretty much every moment for eight months until the lesson in book three on grace. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is enough for you. And suddenly it clicked. His grace is freely given gift. That cannot be bought. My pain has a purpose, and he can use broken people. He used me, met me where I was at, and loved me enough to not leave me there. I doubted myself and my self-worth, but my stepsisters never did. To the newcomer, this is some scary stuff, and these people are super weird, but I promise that God is so good, always. And the miracle of healing is for anyone willing to accept it. Thank you for letting me share. Almost four years later, I still use what I've learned through CR and the 12-step program. I still talk to some of my stepsisters, and to be honest, I still need to get my butt there, and it is something that helps me to continue to grow closer to God, work down my character flaws, and live out my faith. This is just a brief overview of the program and just a small Snapchat of my walk. If you have questions about my journey or even about Celebrate Recovery, please see the information in my blog. The biggest thing that I've learned is hurt people hurt people. And healed people heal people. And that is why it is so important for me to share. When I met my husband, I had just finished going through this entire process. I felt on fire for Jesus and my heart felt whole. In fact, I even talked to some of my closest friends and said, I am okay being single and serving the Lord and never getting married again. One of my best friends later shared that she just shook her head and laughed because she knew that I was going to get married again. And she knew that I was going to have more babies. And she knew that I would still love Jesus just as much. 
My first marriage may have ended because of hurts that I brought into it, but I didn't want that to happen in my second marriage if it were to happen. I didn't want that to be the legacy for my daughter or for any other children that I might have. Working through the steps of CR really helped me to dissect my heart, highlight the unhealthy habits that I had continued to create, and replace that not only with scripture and accountability, but also new habits and tools to move forward and to be better. Was it an easy process? No. Did I still make mistakes? Yes. It's really hard to break habits and cycles, especially with society saying about dating and technology at our fingertips. But I wanted to be different. I wanted something different. And I didn't want to go back to my old life. As I dated, I kept holding on to God's promises. I kept holding on to, if you're healed, you can move forward. But if you're hurting, you spend seven years dragging your new relationship through the mud. And I didn't want that. I didn't want it for me. I didn't want it for my daughter. And I didn't want it for my future marriage. So I continued to commit and put in the work. I journaled. I prayed. I showed up. And when I met someone and knew they weren't for me, I turned away. I also had accountability and expectations. Literally a week before I met my husband, I went on a terrible date. And was like, is this all that's ever going to be my life? I keep trying for something different and it just doesn't work. And I only went on that date because I literally spent like four months not dating because I was so annoyed and took a break. So the night I met my husband, it was different. The first question I asked him was, hey, do you know Jesus? You'd think he would and run away. But nope, he just pointed to the sky and said like, that guy? Yeah, him. He said, yeah, I know him. My second question, you know him like your mom drags you to church or like you go to church and do Bible study on your own? I think he laughed at this point and he said, no, like I go, I go to men's study on my own. I actually do. Is that all right? But that's where I was after putting in the work, after looking in the mirror, taking a hard look in the mirror at myself and knowing that I was the problem in my previous relationships most of the time. I had stuff that I needed to work through if I truly wanted to live my best life and be my best example for my daughter. I needed to put it in the work. And so I did. And so moving forward, yeah, I had expectations. I didn't want to waste my time. It was easy for me to ask, hey, do you know Jesus? Do you love him? Those questions were the beginning of a different conversation. In fact, many conversations, many hard conversations that laid the foundation for our now marriage. We are willing to have those conversations. And I'm so thankful because we both brought children into our relationship, which means we have to have hard conversations in regards to our marriage, but also in regards to our blended family, co-parenting, parallel parenting, and parenting the little babies that we don't have to share. And if I wasn't willing to put in the work after my divorce to set me up for success for this new relationship, for our now marriage and our kids, I don't know where we would be. I keep thinking back to reading, if you end a relationship and you're still hurting, you bring your new spouse. You drag that person through the mud for seven years. And that was the driving force to make me want to be better because I didn't want my daughter to have to experience that. But now as a blended family, And as someone who has to co-parent, as someone who has to go to court dates, listen to other court dates, and be a part of extracurricular activities and talk about schools and talk about strategies and thinking about dragging my family through the mud for seven years because I'm not willing to do the work is heartbreaking. Life is hard enough. Marriage is hard enough. Being a mom, a co-parent, hard enough. I want to be my best self. 
I don't want to be fighting, dragging someone through the mud, knowing that I am just causing more hurt because I don't know how to be better. So I did the work. It was hard. It still is hard. I still have accountability. I still have friends that I turn to. I still have mentors and sponsors that I turn to to bounce ideas off of and say, hey, I need your feedback. I feel like I'm doing the right thing, but I'm not sure. I still have people that I turn to so that when there are times where I need feedback, when I need someone to say, hey, I think you can be doing better. I'm in a space where I can lovingly accept that and turn around and try to be better. Hurt people, hurt people. And healed people, healed people. I know God does not waste a hurt. I know that if it is not good, then God is not done. I know that when it comes to battles, if it's a win-win, it's of the Lord. If it's a win-lose, it's of the flesh. If it's not good, God's not done. And I can hold on to that promise and that hope and that truth. I don't want to be a hurt person that continues hurting. I want to be a healed person that continues healing and continues sharing my story, our story, to help others have hope move forward, look in the mirror, link arms, become better. If you're listening to this and you think, man, she has got it all together and she has all the answers, you're wrong. I don't. (laughs) I don't. I'm pretty sure every single day there's an opportunity where I can grow and become better. I'm pretty sure there's a moment in every single day where I can receive feedback and need accountability. If you're listening to this, And you think, man, she is a mess. Yeah, you're right. I am. But you know what? I give myself a lot of grace and I get a lot of grace. And I'm here to say that I am going to try to be better. Not just yesterday, not just four years ago, but today and tomorrow too. Because I want that not only for my family, but for myself and the people around me. I want to have healthy relationships. I want to set the example of healthy relationships. And I want them to have healthy relationships too. So if you don't know where to start, I love to chat. It doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can just be a couple steps. Please reach out. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. And we don't have the perfect co-parenting relationship. We're not experts or professionals, but we do have experience and we're willing to share. I'm an open book and will answer any question you have. Well, eventually. Just hit details on this episode or find the contact me box on my website and shoot me a message. Be sure to follow on social media and hit subscribe to stay in the loop.